Yo, we're back at Johnville. Episode 15 or 16. I think it's 15. We're at O'Neill's right off South Street. And I hear Carson Wentz is actually walking on South Street right now, according to a couple delivery guys in my neighborhood. I guess John Bill's picking up a buzz. Yeah, what, what, what do you have, like a beeper? That yeah. You just got to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just let you know I do. I'll, be, I'll get the um, text. Guess yeah. who I just delivered to? They live on <laughs> Gaskell <laughs> Street. It's like, all right. Now there's so, three peeps. I mean, the Eagles quarterbacks in town. <laughs> we got a full crew, man. So we got Johnny Good Times with us. What's happening? Mike Angelina. Hey, guys. TK3. It's been a while. What's up, Greg? And then we got a special guest, Reef, Lost Cause. Hey, how you guys doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm all right, man. Hanging out. This is pretty cool. You're pretty much the uh, first, I think you're the first actual musician we've had here, aside from a drunken karaoke dude. Nice. How's that guy? He sounds fun. He, well, he wasn't <laughs> bad. What about the, <laughs> what about the frozen uh, woman? Wait, oh, was, yeah. he, was he the, the, the Rod Stewart cover karaoke? No, no. He, um, <laughs> we, had, we had a friend of my cousin. She was like 26, and uh-huh. we were trying to get Tinder people to come down. She was like, I'll get, a, I'll get a dude here in no time. Within like 15 minutes, this Tinder dude thought he was coming on a date. We're like, surprise, you're on a podcast. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. did he, did he, how did he respond? Oh, he was totally chill. Yeah, He's like, this yeah. is great. And he started like <laughs> he's singing Johnny Cash. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, good to have you on, uh, Reef. Uh, we got the rest of the crew. Uh, we got the rest of the knuckleheads here as well. That uh, we, um, I mean, do you want to start with, are we going to start NBA or what do you want to do? What are you feeling with NBA? I mean, I obviously we'll talk about Sixers. We kind of touched on it last time. Has anybody changed in terms of who they want? Well, I mean, has anybody been convinced? that it, it seems like the picture of who they're taking number one is getting a lot more clear. It's probably 95% at this point, Simmons. You think so? Seems like it, yeah. And then uh, all, all these trade rumors of Noel going. Finally, they're listening to me, and nah. they know they got to keep <laughs> Oga for. Oh, uh, that 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 rumor to Atlanta was terrible. That was, that was a horrible trade. Yeah, that, that would be a horrible decision. Well, they traded for Jeff T. If he's healthy, yeah. I don't know. Jeff he's not terrible. A little above average point guard. Yeah, he's above average. Yeah. Noel's an above average center. But Noel's seven years younger. Right. Yeah. And you're not gonna you're not paying Noel a max contract to be what oh. he is. Now that we're talking about paying, this just dawned on me today because you know Ryan Howard got the bottle thrown at him and <laughs> he's overpaid, he's stealing money. He's not stealing money. That's what people say. Okay. I don't think that. Okay. But that's as of today, say. that's what the morons say. Joel Embiid has made nine million dollars and not been on the court for two minutes. Well, you know, they have him traveling all, all over the world. And just because he's likable, he's likable on Twitter. He right, gets yeah. no static for that. Well, he's, yeah. a, he's a sympathetic figure at this point. Yeah, yeah well, right. yeah, he hasn't started screwing up yet. That right. was Howard's problem. Nobody was mad when he Sher- played. Uh, Shirley, like, Shirley okay, Temples. Well, he can't play. He's hurt. Once he, if Embiid comes out and starts playing bad, that's when Philly fans turn but on him. The best uh, hashtag out there is hashtag Shirley Temple did this. <laughs> if, Embiid, if Embiid can't play again this year, that's when even the most... Devoted Sam Hankey process people. Yeah, we'll even start to. There's to one right bit. there. So is it? Will will, will will you turn? I am too. I would, yeah. Yeah, I mean, am I going to turn on the process? No. I mean, you had to take Embiid there. You didn't know he was going to. You didn't know it was never going to work out. You had there was there was no other player that was in Embiid's league at that point in the draft. You had to take the best player. It was the right pick either way, but people will start getting frustrated if we go three years when he's still not on the floor. Oh, and absolutely. it doesn't mean it's the wrong pick, right. but it's when people start getting frustrated. And the other part oh, of it, so, no, we'll if see. he doesn't start this next season, not not even not even not play this season. If he doesn't even start game one, people are going to start being pissed off. The, the only way he starts game one is if uh, you know Okafor's traded, or I guess Nerlens. Nerlens Nerlens won't be here. Some, I think Nerlens is here. Jaws not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, too. I mean, I got I got something to throw out there and we're watching the finals and we're watching that the Cavaliers are obviously a lot better off without Kevin Love than with them. And yeah. I feel like Ja is sort of a similar player. And Tristan Thompson is all like Nerlens. Right. Yeah, exactly. And Steven Adams. Right. And, and, and that good point. lineup, that lineup has LeBron. been a lot more effective, <laughs> has been a lot more effective against the Warriors than the one with Kevin Love on the court. So, if you're keeping job because you want the guy that's good on offense and bad on defense, well, look how it's working for the Cavaliers. Not that well. You're just showing that in the NBA. I don't think NBA, that's fair. Jaws 19, 20. I mean, come on. I mean, 
if he if he you're, gets you're up to 26 he... and 13 in a year like Kevin Love did, he's going to be a pretty daggone good basketball player. But Kevin Love is still a guy that can put up those numbers and is still a liability in the finals in the current NBA where the game is whip the ball around the perimeter. The mm. game is not pounded inside. I mean, whenever it, LeBron wants to become a GM, I'm always going to keep in mind that he traded Wiggins for Love. Yeah, that that I still to this day don't that that that's crazy. He, he that could, kid was is is gonna be he could have taken legendary, a, he could have taken a big, sure. big load off him defensively. And I wish we had brought him here. Yeah, that's true. Too. I think the love thing shows that in the NBA, especially in the playoffs in a series, that it's all about matchups. Like one guy can be incredibly effective in one series versus a certain team, but you get against a team like the Warriors, Kevin Love's not as useful, and that it changes series to series. You look at the Warriors. Steve Kerr plays different guys all the time, depending on the series. Mo Spates played a lot against Oklahoma City. He didn't see the floor till late in Game 3 because matchups just dictated yeah. that he's not going to be as useful in this series. Right, and Kerr's a better coach. Right. Quite, I mean, better oh, really? than Lou. Yeah, Tyron really? Lue. Yeah, I'm going on a limb here. Tyron Lue <laughs> yeah. did not earn that job. No, no. He, and, and so, yeah, I think that that's a great point in terms of, in terms of the matchups, but I also think that, quite frankly, the Cavaliers were so dominant because they were in the East. I mean, if they were in the West, they'd be a fourth or fifth seed, even yeah. with LeBron. No doubt. And so, I mean, they're they're at best the fourth best team in the NBA. I mean, why is why is the West so much better? I, I don't get it. Like it's just it's is been it, that way for it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's just the way the draft kind of broke out. Like right. you know, Durant goes to OKC, Westbrook goes there, Curry, Thompson, they go there. Yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because the East there's more parity. So those guys, the, the teams that are bad, they're not. They're not at the top of the lottery uh, 10 years ago. Right, right, It's right. crazy, but it's really been, when you look at it, ever since Jordan retired for the first time, yeah. or the, the second time After from Chicago, or whatever, the yeah. West has just been so much better since 2000. Yeah. It's and, yeah, and I mean, you're ta- we're talking about guys that were, you know, two years old when this thing, when the when it started. We, you know, when Jordan retired in 98, these guys were, some of these guys were one years old, and here we are in 2016, and that's still the case. I mean, it's yeah. like, remember when the uh, in the NFL, it was the AFC and the NFC, when the NFC just, the NFC championship game was right. the real Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Because like the, the Niners and year, Cowboys right, are. Niners, yeah. Cowboys, Redskins were just going to win the Super Bowl. You just wanted to see who they beat to get there. And I feel like we're kind of at that in the NBA because I, you know, I mean, the Cavaliers could shock so, the world, but I still felt like Oklahoma City, Golden State was the real championship. Is LeBron going to be like the Jim Kelly of uh, NBA? Like the Bills are going to the Cavs are going to be like the Buffalo Bills? No, of, he's uh, going to be more like the Atlanta Braves. Of the yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, that's I mean, good at fair. least you know, at least they won one. Now, the thing for LeBron that's even more incredible is if it's not for Ray Allen popping that shot in the corner after that crazy scramble, yeah. he's going to be one in six. Right. In the Kawhi NBA Leonard final. missing two uh, free right. throws. Yeah. Well, someone on one of the sports talk shows today had called in, and caller makes a point. He was saying, do you think that LeBron has been given kind of a free pass because he's had no competition in the East? And when you look at the teams that Jordan won against, it wasn't so much that he won, Jordan won championships, but look at the players he kept out of the championships. You just rattled off Ewing, Reggie Miller, like just went down about the competition in the East. And to this point, LeBron's had nothing there's been no one in the east yeah i mean you just look at this year his stiffest competition is a kyle lowry and demar derozan led <laughs> toronto team right. you know that's Diombo. that's who they had to get by to get to the finals yeah it's, it's so funny in any sport when you look at who their contemporaries are because you know you look at tennis right now well andy murray in some eras would have been a superstar right. yeah. in this era he's just hopeless right i mean the guy's just it was he won two two grand slams, but he's not getting by. He, he comes along in an era where these guys like Joker and Nadal and Federer are just so epically great. Yeah, it's just I watched like, that, right, well, I'm aiming for second place again. I watched that championship, I guess it was Sunday. He, like, he made one mistake per set, and like that was it. He's done. Yeah. Murray. Yeah. Can, can we talk about the real tragedy in uh, tennis? Is Sharp over? Yeah, man. Two years we, we get to go without hearing her or seeing her. It's heartbreaking. Right? Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a little over two years. <laughs> two two years, years is for real, man. Harsh. What was it? If she had, was it drugs? PDs. Yeah. PDs. Yeah. Well, what she was doing was legal in Russia. Well, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's not legal? It's all legal over there, man. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, she didn't know. No. Apparently, it was something that was just recently outlawed. And it was probably it was. something where you know the Kremlin was like, "Here, take this." <laughs> 
Oh, I love those Russian stereotypes from the 80s. Still can use them for right, jokes right. in 2016. They're like the 70s, like Boris and Natasha from Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> So Phillies drafted last night. Everybody's happy. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, what do we know? It's a high school kid. He played. He, he hit against high school pitchers, and we don't know anything. Yeah. I was just glad like they didn't go with the high school pitcher. <laughs> right, like, I don't, yeah, you, yeah I, I, I went to kids. I went to kids in high school that hit four seventy. Right. <laughs> I mean, what, what town know, was that? Uh, Massawatics, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little different in southern Southern California. The baseball draft in general is just such a crapshoot. Like I was working today, and I looked at the two thousand nine draft. And Trout was the twenty fifth pick, and you look at you look at all the guys in front oh, of him. Yeah. It's like Randall Grichuk. Recognized eight of the guys <laughs> drafted in front of him, and most of them stunk. I mean, you had Strasburg, you had Shelby Miller, and the rest of the guys you you recognize, but none of them are, are very good. They're just journeyman kind of role player type guys. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, how about Pujols? Was what a thirteenth round pick? Right. You know, I mean, how many guys in front of him have we never... And who was the number one that year? It was like Delman Young or somebody. Was somebody just, yeah, I think you're yeah, Delman Young. Did you see the dude interviewed Mickey, the, the number one pick last time? What's his last name? Maniac? Maniac, Mickey, yeah. Mickey, Mickey Mordini. Well, I, I wish Harry was still around to say his yeah, name. Yeah, Mickey Mordini Jr. The first thing, this dude needs a clear soul endorsement. Like, he is just this pimply-faced goonie, like, <laughs> yeah. high school senior. Yeah, I mean, they, love the, they love the guys with the acne. They got Franco, <laughs> then they got oh, this yeah. guy. They yeah, got they, the other guy with, like, the birthmark on his face. Over a hotel. Uh, we're all assholes. Can we have this part out? <laughs> I think it's funny now. You watch, you watch Phillies games though. And it's a bunch of tools at the bar making fun of how people look. You watch Phillies games these days, and every time they win a game, Greg Murphy does his like post game interview, and every game, every time he's talking to a guy post game who like can barely speak English. <laughs> right. like, it's every well, that's a team. Yeah. Well, it's been crazy because we had such an extreme flip, right? Because for so long, the Phillies had absolutely right. zero Hispanic players. We had a bunch of California like, boys. Right, right. <laughs> like, they thought that was, like, exotic. They right. Were like, all right. All right, we're going <laughs> hey, far we west. Yeah. Should we send scouts out to California? <laughs> and, like, all, you know, and then finally they got the freaking memo because the Phillies have, through their history, been late on everything. Yeah. They finally got the memo, hey, there's some pretty good players outside the United States. And so now we've completely seen a reverse where, like you said, in these post-game interviews, you hear, like, Gianmarco Gomez, and he's like, it's well. And you're like, all right, just don't ask me more questions. Oh, well, it's different, too, uh, just from the um – like from the music stand, we kind of talk about Jemmar's walk, walk in song. Oh my god! Like all the players at bat songs are like songs I've never heard of. Like, oh yeah! Like I'm used to Cashmere. I'm used to uh, like Rollins. Like have you know some rap song I've heard of or uh, you know, J- right, Jason. Now Worth. these guys are all doing like salsa songs. <laughs> yeah, they're coming, yeah. They're coming in hot. They're yeah. coming in hot. Do you have a walk off song? A walk walk in song that you use? Yeah, I think that's I think that's a great question. I've I've thought about it over the years, um, you know, and I think it's changed. I mean, I think pretty much if I was going up. I think I'm going to do either um, ACDC, uh, Hell's Bells, oh. I think is a pretty good one to come no, up with. As a pitcher or as a batter? As a batter. As a batter. Okay. Um, and then uh, uh, <laughs> what's the Biggie song where he uh, kidnaps those people? Oh, uh, Story to Tell? No, no, no. No, the, uh, the one... Uh, the one where he's um, where he's like he's like sticking up pregnant women. Ten oh, give me the give, give me the loot. Give me the loot. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Give me the loot. You can't do that. Well, I mean, it would be the edited, the edited version. version. Yeah. Well, you know, Ryan Howard's this year is all the way up. Oh, is it the yeah. new? Oh, okay, he's staying current. And of course, everyone around me is like, "What song is this?" And then you'll hear just all the way up. And everyone's like, "Well, he ain't got nowhere else to go but up, right?" <laughs> all right, let's take, well, let's take this one around the table. Well, hold on, man. I want to hear. Reef, Reef, have you heard Jenmar Gomez, our closer's entrance song? No. What is? Oh, it? sweet. Greg uh, does this every week. He can't get enough of the song. Was it El Grano Sol? Is that it? Yeah. I think it's playing. Uh, <laughs> You gotta be kidding! There we go. <laughs> there are two seconds of it. Yeah. This sounds like like you're about to like lay down with your lover. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the meadows. Right. <laughs> he com- he comes up to this. Yeah, That's man. Amazing. Jesus. Everyone Christ. just looks around, all confused. Like, yeah. what is going on? Yeah, I know. We're like so used to like these closers coming out to like inner Sandman, then all of a sudden. Wait a second, what? Oh, that is it's incredible. Called, I am great or great I am. <laughs> oh, my God. There's got to be some something behind that, like it was his mom's favorite or something, because right. there's no way he's like, 
getting charged up to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, he is kind of a finesse pitcher, so maybe it kind of reminds him, hey, don't lean back and try to blow past these guys. Well, it worked for the six-out save the other night. There could, could there yeah. be a bigger changeup from what was that Papelbon came out to last year? Oh, the Ric uh, Flair, Rick Flair uh, Meek Mill, uh, yeah, Meek Mill, yeah, yeah, the, the Ric Flair Meek Mill kind of collaboration. <laughs> thing. Awesome. Oh man, it's amazing that like I would have thought Papelbon would come out to, like Nickelback. He right. seems like a big well, Nickelback think, fan. Uh, you know, his first two years or of the four, I think he had um, for whom the bell tolls, Metallica. Mm. So, yeah, he, I always thought they fucked that up because as soon as that bell hit, like the bell should have been moving in the outfield, like yeah, when the Metallica that bell cool. hit. Yeah. They edit the jump. They you know they cut out like half of the uh, the intro. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw that, I was at the game, and I'm like, "Why is Ric Flair like, <laughs> shouting <laughs> on the Like, what is going on? And I wish like that was like the thing that like before every ninth inning, if we we're behind, yeah. they should yeah. just have Ric Flair on the scoreboard. I miss Pavel just like, Bond. That was like, my guy. Just like giving an interview, like one of his '80s interviews, <laughs> yeah. just play it before every. Like if you can't get fired up to a Ric Flair promo, you can't get fired up. Apparently, Pavel, like if the guy had a big game, like I remember uh, Jeff Franco to walk off, he would greet them in the locker room and like start shouting. The, the kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, Jeff Franco, like the whole team like mob him. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Francoeur was really wheeling and dealing. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, one of the things missing at the ballpark this year is they used to give you the pitch and the speed. Yeah, they give agree. you the pitch start. I yeah. noticed that. And I noticed the speed. The guy who used to sit behind, I don't know if he would get tell them the pitch. He's gone. So I don't know if it's just an automatic trigger that gets the speed and they fired the kid who used to call out the pitch and tell them. But it's bullshit. I want to know like, what it was. If you know what you're watching, most of the time you can tell, but not like not yeah, all the time. Right. It's you know it's tough. Well, I was at the game Sunday okay, and uh, Nola was no, no, stop the, the speeds, but they used the to say curveball eighty three or slider uh, eighty. Now we'll just say eighty three miles per hour. Ah, uh, that's lame. Yeah. And the kid, yeah, if you're in the nosebleeds, like yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, yeah I was, if you're I think, down low, it's like okay, I can see what the pitch is. Right. But if you're in the, if you're in the nosebleeds, you don't know. The game Nola struck out like struck out like nine or ten on Sunday. A lot of them were on off speed pitches. I want to know if it, what was it slur? Was it a, a changeup? What was it? I, yeah, I, I couldn't tell from where I was. Yeah, that's, they a, sold, that's a violation. They sold. They, they, they fired the kid and they sold his seat out. Someone's sitting in there every yeah. every game. There's someone sitting there now. You used to have a little clipboard, a little walkie talkie. That's uh, a shame. All right, let's keep this thing moving in a circle. That kid's about coming back for blood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get a petition to get the, the gun dude yeah, back. change.org. We'll go to change.org and we'll uh, get a petition to go get that kid back in that seat. Yeah. We won't stand for this. No, no, not at all. All right, Tom, you're up. What, what's your uh, at-bat song? My at-bat song? I guess I'd have to be playing for a California team for this to make sense, but going back to Cali would be pretty cool. Nice. That would sound like a pretty cool one. Um, a Which one? Song, the, 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 the biggie one or the yellow one? Like that horn yeah, okay, when the horn okay. starts. But, but yeah. if you're not playing for a California team, I guess it doesn't, nah, it doesn't make sense. Much. Nah. But <laughs> I think it would sound cool coming off the bat to that. Okay. okay. All right, Greg. You know, I would change it every year probably. I'm stuck on All I Do Is Win by DJ Khalid. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put your hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, right now that would be my walk-off song. The crowd would go wild over that. I like no, it. No, 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 no. You didn't, I, I'd come up to DJ Cool. I want to come. Yeah. Up, I want the whole Let crowd going. No, I want the whole crowd going insane. When I come up every time. Yeah. Yeah. That, song, is, that song is the one song more than any other song. When you hear it, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You, you don't even think about it. Your body right, just right, starts right, like, right. Yeah. like moving. Like yeah. you just don't even. Yeah, that's my song. There isn't a lot of classic rap. Like, you'll hear Zeppelin and classic rock, but right, there's right, not right. a lot of, like, there's no Cool Modi or old school stuff like that. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why any of the players Speaking of, I was thinking of, really uh, yeah, most of the rap that you hear that that is the app music is like, yeah. Yeah, current it's, stuff, it's yeah. Drake or, yeah. Right. I would consider the chorus of Gin and Juice just because that's it's a pretty cool thing to walk up to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd probably be like, Greg, I'd change every year. Oh, yeah. definitely. No, I think I'd change every month. Right. I'd yeah. be like, all right, I'm getting sick of this. <laughs> well, yeah, you go over 23, break it off, and you get a new one. Right, sure, yeah. I mean, those guys are all nuts about that kind of stuff. Right. Anyway. That's one thing I love about baseball is it's like, it's all, you got all these nerds on one side, they're all doing math, and you got all the players on the other side are like, okay, I'm over 17. I need to hop over the foul line every time I come off the field. Yeah. <laughs> well, Helixson's pitching tonight. He comes out to a rap song, and I have no idea what it is. Well, that's because we're old. Is it something, probably some current? Yeah, I think it's current. I don't know if I've seen it. Right, what's your at-bat song, Rick? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm of the belief that uh, 
I Have the Tiger is the motiv- <laughs> most motivating song. I do it at karaoke. I do it, you know what I mean? Like when I'm trying to get myself pumped up for something. So no, it would probably be Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. I can't, you can't, riff, that no, that song start. does something to me, yeah, man. Like it, yeah. change, it changes my, my chemical balance in my <laughs> brain. Like, so I think. That's the song they'll that, always that, play that. as like a team's coming up for the bottom of the nine. Right, 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 right. I would probably have to. Yeah, they'd be like, you can't use that song. You can't use that. That's why the four guitar licks. It that just, have the most uh, power it just, ever. Man, when you go dun dun dun, yeah. like you're all yeah, like you're automatically like on yeah. your feet, like something big's gonna. And, and always, it's preceded by that scene from Happy Gilmore where he's like, he's about to, you know, shoot the pot. He's like, come on, let's make a little noise. Wait a minute, Reef, you karaoke that? Yeah, because you got a deep voice. You can hit I, the falsetto I, with that. I, it, it sounds terrible. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah no, nah, I mean, I, I think those lyrics are like you know, hanging out. Staying hungry, you know what I mean? Like, right, just, right, yeah, yeah. You know? It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. My jam. Reese rocking a uh, bull's hat. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm not a uh, Is it fashion for the yeah, colors? There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'm um I'm of the of the mindset that like, you know, if it if it matches. Right. I won't wear any New York teams. Okay. And I try not to ever, ever wear any, any division rivals. Okay. So, you know, no, be no, you know, be no Dodgers, nothing like that. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, but yeah, I usually, I'm a, I'm a Jordan fanatic. So yeah. most of my kicks are black and red in that color scheme. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite athlete growing up in town? In town? In yeah. Philly? Randall Cunningham. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Randall, um, uh, Reggie, before he got all uh, churchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably those two. Nice. Um, and uh, obviously, I was a, a young man when the Iverson days were, were, were you know, the best time alive to be a teenager in Philadelphia, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So those are those three probably, uh, you know, are the holy holy trinity for me. Nice. Yeah, I feel, yeah. I came in right after like the, the high watermark of the Iverson era. Yeah, I came here in two thousand one, which was right after they went to the finals, and they never even came close again. Right. Like yeah. after that, it was just like <laughs> you're the like jinx. It, right. Yeah. No, I was. <laughs> you're yeah, the no, mush. No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'm the cooler. I'm the cooler. Yeah, all I do is come to town and everything just cools right off. It's Actually, unbelievable. That's when when you came in, the Phillies did start their launch. That, uh, that's Jimmy Rollins' rookie year, and yeah, 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 so, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was go. cooler for everybody except the Phillies. I'm yeah, just, no, I mean, I'm one, like when I text and I'm like, oh man, this guy is on fire. Instantly, he's going to miss the next six shots. My buddies all call me the cooler. They're like, dude, don't say that this guy is hot. Right, Every right. time you do, they cool off. We got, we, got our, we got our man Reef here. He's got to leave soon. All right, we, all right. So he's been around town. How long have you been making music in town? Ah, oh, man. Uh, what's it? 2016. So, Jesus Christ. Like, uh, about 13, 14 years. Yeah. So yeah. three or four years before T.O. Yeah. <laughs> it's all T.O. Yeah. yeah. I'm an yeah, old, old man. Five years T.O. I'm an old man in the, in the rap game. But I started young. I started putting out stuff when I was, like, 19. So I'm 34 now. You do it, you do it all on your own? Do you have a label? Um, I mean, I, I, I do uh, basically, like, uh, independent contracting. So I'll put out something with one label. I'll put it out myself the next time. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not bound to anyone. I, I uh, had situations like that in the early 2000s, but it always just – people were always uh, – I have a, a thing against authority, kind of, uh-huh. so it never really worked out. And like, I'm not an industry type guy. I just like doing the music and the shows and dealing with the people. So uh, I, I made sure that I never got myself in that situation again, where I'm, I'm, I'm literally, you know, threatening people just to get what's owed to me. You know what I mean? Like, you right. don't need to do that if you can just figure it out on your own. And the internet helped a lot with that. You know, yeah. just learning the game. You know. Well, I guess that would be the my next question in terms of what the internet, the good and bad of the internet for a musician, right, which right, is right. that. Obviously, you know, like you said, the good side is you can get your music out to people without a middleman. Right. But at the same time, you can't really charge for your music. Right. Well, I mean, the the main product you're selling is basically free. Music is free. I mean, uh, I, I feel like it's it's our generation's the last ones to still want to go out and buy a CD or vinyl. You know, I hate to even say these kids today, but these kids today, <laughs> I, they you know, all my little cousins, they they stream and YouTube everything, and uh, it's 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 a it's a it's a gift and a curse because it has allowed. Uh, people to get their music heard and out there more accessible, so that leads to opportunities to do shows, and you're basically living off of that now. But I do miss the days where it was kind of like it wasn't so accessible. And also, it, it, it's one of those things where it gave 
a platform for everyone to get their music out there, and not everyone ha- should have that platform. Because some <laughs> right, people are like, really, yes. really terrible yeah, at I it. Mean, I mean, the internet gave us Bieber. So yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. you know what I mean? So, Do you think that that makes it harder for like good artists to get known just because there's so much clutter out there? Absolutely. I think I think it's it's hard to – our attention spans have been wrecked by this thing. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. You know right. what I mean? Like, there's so much – awesome music out there that I haven't heard. I'm just getting caught up on releases from, you know, a year or two ago mm-hmm. because there's so much to consume. So I think um, it's, again, it's one of those things where it's, it depends on how you work it. You know, you can either uh, adapt or die, you know, and I think that it's one of those things you can't sit around and complain about. The internet ruined. I mean, look, this is where we're at. Play the game or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's it's really uh, that simple, you know? Because I, I pay the bills. I work for a label, and the labels are just so behind the curve yeah, they're man. still fighting the fight and right. they just have, there's a jerry garcia book and basically basically some people say like his model is the model of it now like just giving tapes away having your fans record your shows give it away and you make all your money off merch and live shows and that's how the grateful dead like amassed a good amount of chunk of yeah. change yeah, that's man. an interesting yeah, that's an interesting point of, about them being that far ahead of the curve right. i know mike is a big deadhead but they're, like they're coming here in 10 days yeah oh yeah. really yeah, uh, Camden. Oh, awesome, good yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, like they, they were. You're right. They were ahead of the curve because their thing was, our music's free, but you're going to come to our show and you're going to buy our T-shirts, and that's kind of what all music is now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean for you, that's got to be it. It's got to yeah. be, you well, I mean, know, I'm, you're paying me through my shows. Right. You're not. You're not probably. You're probably not going to the CD store and right. buy a CD. Right. The CD really, store. Right. Right. There, there is exist. no such thing anymore. Right. Yeah, I yeah. should clarify. Uh, Jerry Garcia will not be joining them. When they right. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they're not. Gonna do the hologram. They're not thing. doing the yeah. Tupac hologram. Uh, John Mayer's filling in for him. <laughs> but the reality, the that's reality really cool. is, I didn't know they gave away their music for free. That's pretty. That's pretty. They were. Oh, they, no, they were no. like the first bootleg. They encouraged that ah, bootleg. Okay. Yeah. And what like everybody w- else was anti-bootleg. They were pro-bootleg. Yeah, and he would also do the fan club. Like right. a big proponent of the fan club. If you're in the fan club, you get better seat choices at right. concerts. And that's stuff. awesome. Yeah. Way ahead of the curve. Yeah. 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 So you've been you've played all over the world, really. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What's been uh, what's been like the coolest city that you've ever performed in? Amsterdam. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Quick answer. Man. Quick yeah. answer. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, that's like yeah, that's my that's my spot, man. And uh, <laughs> it's not just for the counterculture stuff, <laughs> right? It's just uh, you know, maybe that has a lot to do with it. But it's just it's a it's a really cool city, man. It's like on the water. It's like you know, Yo, it, it's ride, like a fairy tale. Rides, yeah, when everyone rides there, bikes. Like, and, yeah, and like you know, <laughs> yeah. they're just free, man. You no know cars, I mean? you're no right, cars. Man. It's just like it's it's a very very peaceful place. You know, you feel like you're in a different world because you kind of are. So uh, yeah, that and then in, in the states, obviously, I, I love the bay. I feel like that's the. Um, that's Philly, just with nicer weather and more, more. You know what I mean. So uh-huh. it's like a East Coast, but it's it's on the West Coast. So yeah, so those two spots for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you got a new album that's coming out. Uh... Yeah, new album's out July first. Furious Styles. It'll be available on uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon, all that crap. And then I'm pressing up limited run of CDs that I'll be selling directly off my website and that shows and things like that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Allegedly yeah. doing a t-shirt collab with Shab Sports. Right. Uh, oh, which nice. is which is my employer when I'm not on the road and I love it there. Thank you again, sir. And uh yeah, man, that's about it. Raising I got two boys and and just trying to music and family, man. That's it. You know, I I uh well, that, that's that's a big difference now than when you started. Obviously, is the kids is, yeah. is yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a huge difference. But like, yeah. but like in terms of what your goals are, right. in terms of when you're solo and you're like, okay, and you're young right. and you're like, I'm gonna take over the world, yeah, and then course. your goal becomes, okay, how am I going to take care of a family right. with music and sustain? Yeah, and, and also not um, not put all the eggs in one basket. And you start thinking about the future. You know, I'm looking down the barrel of forty, man. You know what I mean? I'll be thirty five this year, and. Uh, your, your uh, priorities change. You know? <laughs> but, no. no what, I'm looking around the barrel of 45 yeah. in about eight days. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know. Not, what? Yeah, really? Man. You're 45 in eight days? <laughs> I will be, yeah, man. Why are you going to make serious? You're like twisting no, the knife, was, man. No, I thought he was like 41. Uh, no, I'm, I'm flattering the guy. No, I thought you were, uh, I thought you were younger. Uh. So, yeah, man. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I definitely had periods where I was like, I wanted the money and the fame and all that. Now I just want to, you know, a simple life that I'm able to do something I love to do um, and, and continue to do that and, 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 you know, just just keep moving, you know? Well, what's the life expectancy on that? I mean, obviously. Well, that's the thing is that, like, I feel like it's changing because I yeah, feel like Yeah, because before, now you've got Eminem and Kanye these are and jay you got guys in Yeah, we're, this is the first generation. These are the first generation of hip-hop artists that we've actually seen grow up and be, you know, middle-aged men. 
still doing the music. And I feel like with rock, it's never been a question. You got Mick right. Jagger's old ass still dancing around at 80 years old. Right, yeah. Um, so I think that I think that it, it's one of those things where you it's almost... I, I find it insulting because I would never see a, a, a 40, 50-year-old dude rocking out at a corner bar with his band and be like, ah, oh, this old mother... You know what I mean? Like, So I don't know why it's the same with rappers. It's almost, it's almost like a joke that if you're not rich and famous and you're still rapping at a certain age, you're, you're like a, a loser. But right. at the same time, it's like that's that's the only music genre that... That does that. That puts an age limit on it. Now, obviously, if you know, <laughs> if, if you're a certain age and like nothing's coming of it and you're terrible, right, right, then that's the thing. But I don't feel like I'm either one of those. Do things. you ever have that fear though? Maybe I'm just maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. I mean, I, I've never ever had any type of. Uh, it's never been an issue where the music itself didn't feel like it was banging. The moment it does is when I'll be like, all right, nah, I'm not. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as. I, I and the people that whose opinion I truly respect and, and, and value continue to say, yo, man, that's great, then it'll happen. But I, I feel like I, a lot of people have yes men around them and they have mm-hmm. people that won't be honest with them. And my fans are brutally honest and my friends are brutally honest. And well, I feel you like do live in Philly and that's kind yeah, of a... They'll let yeah. me know right. and when it's time to hang it up. You know what right. I mean? They'll be like, all right, this guy's got to like... You know what I mean? When I don't feel that reaction from the crowd, when I don't you know, get those reviews from people that are like, this is great. That'll be the day that I'm like, all right, maybe it's time to start looking at something else. Well, you still, well, you actually have like a role model in town. Our, our intro song is Black Landlord, so Max. I love Black so Landlord. So Max is yeah. an older guy. I yeah, mean, yeah, Black slightly Landlord. older than you, and yeah, he's still kicking sure. it. Yeah, for sure, man. And I mean, like you know, we're I'm 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 still touring. I'm I'm heading uh, out on the road in the, in August and uh, in the, it, back to Europe in September. So I mean, I'm still I'm still out here, man. I'm I'm having a ball. You, you know? find it's easier to um, make money and tour in Europe than over here? Um, it, you you know, Europe is kind of the last. Uh, it's one of the last places that really still supports independent hip hop like that. Yeah, um, they've always been on that a little bit. It's almost the same way as it was in the '30s with jazz musicians. You, you have to go over there and do the same thing. So it's, you know, what's old is new, and what's new is old. So it's the, mm. it's the same. It's the same type of type of racket. You know what I mean? Right. But uh, it does it does kind of get annoying to have to go that far because you want people at home to appreciate it. But hey, man, it's it's good work if you can find it. You know what I mean? I'll take sure. it. Yeah. Do you remember like a, a song or an album as a, as a kid that really moved you or changed the way you uh, um, looked at music? Yeah, well, I mean, the holy, you know, the, the Bible for me is always going to be Nas, Illmatic. That's, uh, you know, I, I was a big Daddy Kane fan, Cool G Rap, all the pioneers, but that was the album that dropped when I was coming of age. You know, mm-hmm. 94, I was, you know, eighth grade, about to go into high school, and, you know, I had friends that were getting caught up in a lot of, you know, street stuff and people dying, going to jail, and, and nobody really took that um, view of a kid that wasn't into I wasn't that guy I was never right. that guy I was I was always more you know uh, um, into into um, peace and love I was you yeah. know I don't want to make make myself a hippie I mean but I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't into that stuff and it wasn't too many people that were able to articulate what they were seeing going on around them and and make it sound you know as, as painful as it was it was still a very beautiful struggle. It was a very real world, but it was from a standpoint of a young man coming of age. So that record for me is what really made me want to do this for real, you know. And I, I, I still say it's the greatest rap record ever to me. So, yeah, stands yeah. the test of time for you. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. So, uh, so give us a website. Where can people check out your music um, yeah, or keep man, up to date? I, I actually have the uh, new ReefTheLostCause dot com will be launching uh, July first when the new record's out. In the meantime, you can check out my uh, Bandcamp ReefTheLostCause uh, search me on iTunes. Obviously, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. And uh, Reef Radio, uh, SoundCloud.com, Reef Radio. I have my own little podcast I've been yeah. doing now for about two years. We have a lot of fun. Check that out as well. And I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, thanks for having me, man. I'll cool, come man. back anytime and just talk talk jazz. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, Sounds absolutely. Good, man. Thanks for coming by. Anytime. Anytime. Yeah, cool. Thanks, buddy. So Mark Vetri sold his restaurants in town to Urban Outfitters recently. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess they did not disclose the amount of the sale. And then someone went digging around through the corporate papers of whole of uh, Urban Outfitters. So he sold them for $18 million with $15 million cash. It was like three, two and a half, three million million to be paid later. Does that seem insane? Like that number, I was blown away by that number. 
the fact that he was able to sell restaurants for, yeah, for he didn't even, he didn't fifteen even, million wait, to, to he didn't Urban even, Outfitters. Yes, and he didn't even sell. Uh, he didn't. What are they going to do? He with kept Vetri, right? Right. He, yeah, he keeps Vetri as his own. Right. So he doesn't. He didn't even sell sort of the flagship. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's an amazing amount of money, but I think that you're going to see probably, I think people in general because of what's happened with online shopping. Having a store is a whole different experience. You have to offer an experience, and dining um. does that. And so I think they're hoping to find a way to sort of merge the two things together. Really? Yeah. Right, so that's one thing you can never sell online, you know, right. d- dining a pizza. Right, whatever, right, right, yeah. right, right. You can, yeah, you can deliver it to the house, but you're when you're in a restaurant, you're selling an experience. Yeah. That's what you're. That's what you're selling, and I think that stores are picking that up now. Retail stores are saying, okay, we're not just selling a shirt. We want people to enjoy their time here. We want them to have, you know, a really positive experience. We want to meet all their expectations. And so I think that some of the companies that are doing shirts, which are very easy to order online, have to offer something that's not just, hey, here's a bunch of shirts on a rack, because that's not the way it works anymore. You know, we were talking with Reef about how the music game's changed. The retail game has completely changed, too. I'll take it on thanks. So will he still like manage the restaurants and like? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's still it's still yeah. under him. Yeah, it's still like he he's still running things. You know, they just basically own them. But I think that there's I, I think there's going to be some sort of like merging of um, what he's doing with what they're doing. I don't know what it is. Oh. Uh, you know, I don't know what the. You know, I've read a few articles that have kind of given some possibilities, but I don't think uh, I don't think anybody knows for sure exactly how it's all going to work out. I mean, it is a very fascinating thing that a retail store yeah. bought a chain of really right. fancy restaurants. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard of that happening. Before. No, I haven't either. I mean, and, and, and you know, it, there's obviously some sort of branding there. You know, because Vetri's got a brand guess, and Urban Outfitters has. Are a they even the same? Well, you wouldn't even think they're the same. But I think they're trying base. to. Re- yeah, I think maybe Urban Outfitters is trying to reach out to a slightly more affluent customer. So big news this week in transportation in Philadelphia. SEPTA's doing the first round of these cards, card holders you can do, these reloadable cards. Yeah, you... so they had a bunch of trial machines, but they wouldn't yeah. work. Right. <laughs> I guarantee you all these machines will How not work. How long has it taken them? And they're at a reloadable card. Like, why can't we purchase something on our phone and have, like, a little Q square or why something? Why can't? Oh, is the worst. Dude, don't, is no, they're not. No, they're not. PPA is the worst. Okay, and yeah, okay. I'm getting ready you're to go right, on right. a rampage. <laughs> you're right. Greg, you sent me down the wrong. These kiosks. Are about to make me. I, I I'm gonna be freaking Michael Douglas falling down pretty soon. <laughs> the card the card never works. The card never works. Never and, works. And God forbid it rains. Because if it rains, everything shut down. Wait, are we talking about the parking? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the parking kiosk. If it rains, they completely malfunction in none of them. Now, as it stands on a nice sunny day like today, one out of every three is gonna work. So you just have to keep walking around until you find the one that works. But when it rains, none of them work. And you just have to say, all right, well, if this guy comes out in the rain, I just have to eat a ticket. That's happened to me. I'm in the middle of, I just got, I just asked for a hearing because I parked on 1300 block of Locust Street. Kiosk didn't work. I went down on 13th Street. Kiosk didn't work. I went north on 13th Street. Kiosk didn't work. Some other one was like, yeah, the kiosks aren't working. So I had to go to a therapy appointment. I came out, have a ticket. I talked to the guy. He's like, yeah, they were all just saying the kiosks weren't working. He's like, just challenge your ticket. Go get an appeal or hearing. So I filed that paperwork, but... Our buddy Fireball Johnny has some friends that work in the parking authority, and they're like, yeah, he's cool as long as he took a picture of the kiosk machine saying, like, serve network down or network not available, which it did say that. But who the fuck would think to take a picture of it in that moment when it's happening? Dude, I take pictures sometimes. If I'm, like, parked and, like, my car is, like, within an inch of, like, a handicap spot, yeah. I'll take a picture of my car because <laughs> yeah. that's how much I don't trust <laughs> those CYA. I'm like, they, they, they'll, they will literally try to give me a $300 ticket, and I, and I know that because, you know, we're dealing with the freaking SS here. So I take a picture, and I'm like, all right, if they try to do that, I'm actually going to have physical evidence because you have to be ready because right. they, they are the enemy. Yeah. I once got a ticket for my parking me- uh, meter expired, like, 10.06. I got a ticket at, like, 9.58. <laughs> You're really gonna make me appeal this? Like, I have to really go through this process. You gotta they'll, take a day off or a half a day, right? Yeah, they'll get you for anything. I mean, they they mm. are just looking to get any anybody there. They want to screw everybody over. Yeah, the PPA is the worst. Well, they, the UPS driver in the neighborhood they have a deal. UPS just pays a flat fee to the parking authority 
to cover all their tickets. But the guys will ask him or the women, do you mind if we write you a ticket? It's slow today. And he'll be like, yeah, yeah sure, go bring me a ticket. <laughs> Just to meet their quotas or whatever. It's such a racket. <laughs> it's such a, yeah, it's such and a And then scheme. you see, like, they're supposed to be giving such a percentage of their money to the school district. And uh, every year it goes down less and less and less. And their their, their payroll goes higher and their, their bonuses. Is that what led to the soda oh, yeah, tax? The, oh, the execs do great. Soda tax. You know, I never realized in Philadelphia on Facebook how many of my friends love soda. Well, I'm, yes. I'm because they are fired yeah. up about I this could, soda. Like, honestly, like, I could care less. Like, like yeah. if, the sodas, if the soda's prices go up that much, I'm just going to drink less soda. How like, many times do you get a voluntary right. tax? You don't have to pay this. Right. Don't buy yeah. the soda. Right, I'm, I'm missing right. something. Isn't, I, isn't I, the best yeah. the best way of protesting this just to not buy soda, not right. to like get, you but know, see, go that's why the soda companies Hall. that's why soda companies are obviously lobbying <laughs> so hard against it because they know there's people like us who are like okay, well if soda's now going up by 35, percent I'm just gonna freaking drink soda from home. I'm gonna drink water from home. And there's a bit, yeah. there's a brand called La Croix which does sparkling water flavored. It tastes like orange soda, not as artificially flavored but there's zero calories no sugar no artificial sweeteners i guess they throw a little bit of like orange juice in it tastes fantastic it's right four bucks for a 12 pack and i'll just keep buying that like if you're an adult like it's not yeah. beer like right, you right, right, right. yeah no if there's, a, if there's a beer tax i'll be in the yeah, streets there with already a is a crazy beer tax. yeah and i'll I, yeah but like if it's like if all of a sudden like okay three cents for per ounce for every beer right i mean there's gonna be people in the, in the <laughs> streets with baseball bats yeah. i mean it's gonna be freaking nuts so, you know, when they're talking about sodas, like... Well, you know, you and I, we coach at a rec center, basketball. This year, in the Dasani water machine, I've taken pictures to put on Johnville, there's no water in the water <laughs> yeah, machine. Right. It's, yeah. it's water all <laughs> cans of soda. So you got halftime at a basketball game. The kids are drinking cans of Coke. Oh, yeah, that's, no. that's real healthy for them. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, one of those situations where I feel like... I, I get why people are mad, like, you know, Bernie Sanders came out and did a whole thing about right. why it's bad. But, like, at the same time, it's it's sort of like the smoking in the bars thing. Right. But it's a little bit of a nanny state. But at the same time, sometimes that might not be a bad idea. Like, a lot less people smoke now because of the smoking ban. Is that a bad thing? Is that is that Are we complaining about that 10 years on? Are we saying, oh, man, I wish people were smoking in here so we'd all just smell terrible and, like, go home with a cough? Right. Like, nobody's saying it. So, like, I feel like the same thing here where in a few years people are like, oh, okay, the kids have a lot less diabetes now. But (laughs) they're going to – they deserve that right to have diabetes. It's just like, what? (laughs) Like, I feel like in a few years we're going to look back on this and say this is crazy that we thought this was an insane idea. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I I understand there's people who are driving trucks who think they're going to lose their jobs, but people are still going to drink something. They're either going to – if they're out and they're thirsty and they're at a machine or they're stuck at work, they're either going to buy the soda with the tax or they're going to buy water, and they still need delivery people for these beverages. So I don't know. I don't see that whole argument. No, I, 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 you know, it's been interesting because, like you said, man, a lot of people on Facebook are furious. And I'm like, what? Well, like, of even, all the things to be yeah. fair, like, you know, we had 300 murders last year, right? Yeah, I was watching the news. I think it was Wednesday morning. I was stunned about how, you know, how big that protest was with uh, the soda tax around City Hall. Right, yeah. No, it's just, happened a few times. They've had the trucks going in a circle and, like, honking, their horns. Tra- honking their horns. Yeah. Well, I, I work part-time over at a, at a new station, and I swear they do a story every week about the soda tax, <laughs> like at least a story or two every week. I only work there like one or two days a week, and like every day or every other day they're doing a story about the soda tax. Oh, it's, it's the hot thing, man. It's like the hot thing in like progressive politics because oh. it's – you know, I guess it's just because it's different. So, I, got, I was in a, a huge, it was like an all-day discussion, just back and forth arguing on Facebook, and I had a, the guy who originated it, I had to be like, yo, are these people like for real? Are they trolling me? And he's just like, don't fuck with people's soda. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, Holy fuck. Yeah, it's just like, wow, am I, are my friends adults? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I could get, if, like, if we were like 11, <laughs> right. I expect yeah. my yeah, Facebook so feed like to be pure olds. outrage. <laughs> right. Like, if I was 11, every, I'd be on board. I'd be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Yeah, this is, this is completely out of control. I need my Mountain Dew. They're all hopped up on that Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you saying Code Red's going up 50 cents a bottle? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, come on. We're, 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 yeah, like, nowadays, like you said, if it's if it was beer, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the front lines with a picket. Like, but... Yeah, but nobody's so- going out for social. Yo, you want to go grab some Pepsis tonight? <laughs> and you know what's funny is that people used to. Yeah. Like, yeah, like soda was a big thing. When soda came out in, like, the, in like, like the 1890s, it kind of really, to, like, 
Coca-Cola came out in like 1886, and then you had like Hires came out in the 1880s or whatever. Like in the 1890s, sodas were like the cool thing to do. Like everybody went to like the soda shop. Do they call it soda? They call it pop. Pop. Yeah. Went to the pop shops, <laughs> and people would just like like we go out to bars. People would go to these to go to these places and just sit around and drink soda. Thank how God weird, we've evolved from that. Thinking about that now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like how we use that? Let's people. go out for a sugar <laughs> rush. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I guess not that. I mean, it's probably similar to, like, our coffee shops, right? Like, it's like you go out, you get a little buzz. But I think it was like a dessert. Like, you know yeah, what it mean? was. No, it, it was. wasn't like you drink it all day long. Right. I mean, in Europe, you look at the soccer coaches or managers, I don't know what they're called, from Europe. They look like models. And then you look at professional North American football coaches and they're... Bill Belichick. Yeah, they're slobs. <laughs> but when you travel around Europe, like, nobody really drinks soda. If you get a glass of soda, it's like an eight-ounce glass they'll give it to you. And their, their bottles are all those little, like, oh, the thinner eight, ones? yeah, they're really yeah. tiny, thin bottles. And they're expensive. And I don't know, it just works. They look, they're far better looking over there. They're all healthy looking. And it's not a big deal. Nah, nah. And it's, yeah. I mean, the fact that we, the, I mean, they should really, like, just, like, put a tax on, like, lard. And probably, like, you know, like, America would be a lot better place. I mean, ultimately, let's be honest. But if they put a tax on anything, somebody would freak out. That's the thing. People people will freak out about a tax on anything. It doesn't matter what it is. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, but but I think that a lot of people are like, oh, there's a slippery slope to more, like, vice taxes. Right. Right. But it's like, you already already have insane vice taxes on cigarettes. You already yeah. have vice taxes on gambling. You have them on alcohol. Like, there's like right, a 10% yeah. tax yeah, on so, alcohol. Yeah, a, yeah, so, you know, it's not like this thing is completely out of the blue. And when you have a population with, you know, whatever percentage of kids we have with diabetes, like I said. And this, I mean, I get the argument in Philly. Like, there is a ton of properties that they never collect. There's deadbeat property tax owners everywhere. And they do mishandle their money here. But I, I just... The outrage was shocking for the soda. <laughs> I know it was just like like of yeah. all the things that would get of people all the fired things, off. Like, like, do you know how te- how bad our public schools are? <laughs> right. Like, that's such a bigger deal than this. It was funny. I see a guy the other day. Yeah, but we're just a nation of just big fat slobs, <laughs> yeah. and if we don't get to just engorge ourselves like Job of the Hunt yeah. every time we want to, we are outraged. We don't care if the kids don't, can't learn to read as long as we get our big sloppy mess in our face. Like the other yeah, day, a guy's just walking up and down Market Street, just with a you know a strap and Sandwich a sign board. on his front. Yeah, no Philly soda tax, <laughs> and he's just like walking strutting through, strutting down Market Street with this, with this like a big gulp. Yeah, this yeah, cardboard I, I box on. He was loving yeah. it. He's getting work. He's getting a workout doing yeah, it. That's 172 <laughs> ounces. Like that was a big deal when I was a kid. There was the big gulp, but then there's like the super big gulp, and I don't even know what size they are. They're mammoth when you go to the stores of the fountain. Why would somebody want to soda that big? <laughs> All right, one more thing before we get out of here, maybe. Do you see on Twitter, they surveyed Twitter to see the most loved college in the country as far as, like, positive recommendations from students, and and Villanova comes in at number one in the country? Oh, God. I I bet not from people that visited there just to hang out. Because when you visit there and, like, you know, you plan on spending a weekend or just hanging out, you're going to party or whatever, it's like, whoa, this is a completely different world. Like, they, they just have different priorities. Like, they're not there just to, like... Like they're there to play. Yeah, how many people visit Villanova to party? Is it a party town? <laughs> yeah. like, well, I, all right, all right. So I, <laughs> I mean, media yeah. PA. Yeah, right. <laughs> so like I it's went not there. Morgantown, West Virginia. You're right, but I went there one time because I had a friend that went there, and it's like, what, like we're gonna play ultimate frisbee all day, really? Like, that, like that's what it came down. To. All right. Well, here, here's the other number two was Syracuse. Temple is three. Nice. Temple's really, fun. two yeah. of the top three are Philly. Old Dominion and James Madison. Washington, Washington. That's a that's a, that's a bogus Washington thing. University I, I in St. So Louis. ODU. ODU is nothing. ODU is just a bunch of buildings in Norfolk. Well, James, like, there's no okay. well, I don't think they're saying like so I think as so a student two, experience. That's two, there. that's two Virginia schools then, right? Yeah. What exactly was the poll again? Oh, so they surveyed tweets to see right. universities who got more positive. Like they counted positive mentions versus negative mentions. Villanova got overwhelmingly more positive mentions than negative by more so than any other school. The worst was Washington University in St. Louis had the distinction of being the school with the most negative words per tweet. Lee Lehigh was in that crew, University of Missouri, and a tie between the College of St. Rose and Glenville State in West Virginia. Never heard of either. I I have no idea what you're talking about. 
I don't, it seems like these are all northeastern. Do, like, do West Coast people not tweet as much? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, apparently yeah, not about colleges. Of course not, dude. They're at the beach. <laughs> like they're actually yeah. they're actually living their lives. We're just sitting here, like you know, just friggin' punching our thumbs on on a computer screen because it's friggin' you know forty five degrees outside. You know, here's something that no one's getting fouled up. It's not funny, but the the Schuylkill Trail is the most. It won awards by magazines as being like the best urban running yeah, is trail. Is it getting redone? But people are getting assaulted oh, yeah. there left yeah, and right. Yeah, and a that's woman, happening a lot. A woman yeah. like yesterday got, got caught with like a stamped. box cutter at yeah. 3 in the afternoon. Yeah. And there's no one with a sandwich board saying, make the Schuylkill Trail safe. <laughs> no. 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 God. I mean, it's one thing, you know, it's one thing if, if you know, our, our young women are getting stabbed in the face with box cutters. <laughs> right. It's another thing if I can't have my Mountain Dew Code Red. <laughs> right. Whenever I freaking want it at whatever price I want. What the hell is it Code Red? You've never no, heard of no, Code Red? No. Yeah. Where have you lived yeah, for the dude. last 20 years? Yeah, come on. I, I, I don't know. If is I'm drinking a soda, I'm drinking a Code Mountain Dew. Like a cherry it's a Mountain, Mountain Dew? Yeah, it's Mountain Dew flavor. Why don't they say Mountain Dew cherry? Why is it Code Red? They've got Black Rain. they got one called Black Rain now. Like I love all these extreme flavors. It's hilarious. Code Red was really big in like the early 2000s. Right, yeah. That's when Code Red hit its peak. Well, that's when like, yeah. At a peak. Yeah. Did anybody do anything for Beer Week this week? Nah, I went to uh, Devil's Den on... I hosted, actually. I was... Is it Friday or Saturday? I did, like, a couple of quizzes this week were, like, Beer Week themed. I'm usually a big fan of Beer Week, but I'm thinking, I don't know if it's losing its coolness or its appeal. Or, or are we just like getting old? Just, I, I don't know. I just feel I, like it's just saturated uh, with... I don't know. It used to be, like, the shoots. Well, it used to be, it used to be very edgy, and yeah. now it's very... It's gotten so big that something this big can't be edgy. Right. So at a certain point, something becomes like just this monster. It just seems like they're inventing nights and events to try. Like a bar that's involved in Beer Week has to come up with an event well, I, I every think, night. Well, I think, yeah, but I think that you can yeah. almost feel. I think you can almost feel the stress because I think at first it was everybody was really excited and it was a lot of fun and it was different. And after a few years, it's become this behemoth where you're just stressing out. Of oh my god, what are we going to do for Beer Week? And it's a lot of places just because you know now it, it's big money. Why? Like at one point it, it was just like this thing. It was just like brewers yeah. came out to meet people, and people came out to meet brewers, and the bar was the sort of go between. And now it's become this thing where real money's involved. So your events have to be big, and like you're trying to outdo everybody, and it really becomes almost like this cutthroat thing. Whereas at first I felt like it was more of sort of a laid back communal thing. Yeah, yeah and totally. I, I downloaded the app, and it's. It, there's just too much to like decipher. Like, yeah, what's, what's, too much I, going I don't, on. I don't, yeah. know, I don't yeah. know where to go. I don't, I don't know. And I get I it. Like, I, the bartenders that I know whose bars don't do it, I guess it's like three grand or thirty five hundred to be a bar week, a beer week bar. Yeah. So then you got to come up with events to raise, at least make your money back. You would hope. Right. In Ten days. Seems like there's less music events related to it this year than there were like maybe two years ago. Yeah. I don't know if I've just been out of it or not paying attention, but I didn't even know was this week. week was beer week until you just said it. Well, you just you moved got two to, days left, Tom. You just yeah. moved to town, too, right? In the well, I moved, city? yeah, I moved from University City into Center City. And where are you at? 12th and Pine. All right. 30 oh, Franks. Wow. 30 yeah. Franks, a good spot. Yeah. 12th and Pine. You're, yeah, you're right down the street from the store. How do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's you nice. Walking nice everywhere. Area. Yeah, yeah walk to work. It's nice. It's nice. Everyone out of shirts, you know. Yeah, how how do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, you must be. I mean, WIP must be paying just a fortune oh these days. Oh my god, yeah, dude, I mean, you have no clue. You're at twelfth and Pine. You're oh, just man. freaking. No, it's yeah. actually a. We we actually got a really good deal on it, but uh, yeah, no, I don't make a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> All right, thanks, TK. Good seeing you again. Yeah, you too, Greg. Thanks, thanks Johnny, Mike, I'm Bobby, Greg. Peace. Yo, yo.